0: All right, now, let me just talk to you about the time in which we live. It, it is really a, a difficult time, and I believe that this is the beginning of, of sorrows, as the scriptures talk about. I know there have been other periods in our history where we could say, okay, this is the beginning of sorrow. But there's something unique about the times in which we are living, and not only the attack our nations nations upon nation but also the attack of the enemy against you the body of christ he is very very viciously attacking believers and i don't want you to be afraid of that i don't want you to be terrified in any way by the enemy i want you to let's uh, to walk in what god has delivered to you and done for you through jesus christ my message today is titled uh, this present darkness, part two. But I, I have a, a little, another uh, subheading, spiritual warfare. And spiritual warfare uh, is something that I feel has been misunderstood by many in the body of Christ. Really misunderstood. And I find a lot of people walking around talking about spiritual warfare, and uh, they don't understand spiritual warfare. It's like the old song I heard when I was a boy. It said, heaven, heaven. Everybody talking about heaven ain't going there, heaven. Heaven, heaven. You know, you heard that old song? And so everybody's talking about spiritual warfare doesn't know. And I think it is a very serious matter. But so many Christians are, are what we were called nonchalant, you know, kind of carefree, and just walking around, maybe hands in their pockets, as though they're the bull of the woods. And I, I want to say, I don't want you to be afraid, but I do want you to walk in knowledge. Walk in knowledge. Um, you've also heard people say, oh, I'm under attack. You know, when, when the, the warfare against them becomes uh, more fierce, they will say, I'm under attack. I'm under attack. And I'll, I've always said, we're always under attack. Sometimes we're closer to the front lines than others, but we are always under attack. Satan has a, the goal of hurting you. He can't get to your father, so he wants to hurt you. He can't get to your Lord Jesus, but he wants to hurt them through by hurting you. But, but God has done something very powerful to combat all of that. And uh, there are scriptures like, <clears throat> greater is he who is within you. Than he was in the world. And then there are other scriptures that said, you know, like, uh, don't be all uh, uh, excited and bothered and hot and and bothered because uh, these attacks have happened to you. It says as as though some strange thing, these fiery attacks from the enemy, these fiery darts, as though some strange thing has happened to you. You know, this is really normal for those of us who have faith. Peter says, it sort of explains the spiritual warfare. And I, I, I say why? Why all of this? You have to know why. And Peter says in 1 Peter 5, verses 5 through 9, he says, God resists the proud. Now, I really wanted to get to verse 8, but I wanted be, because he says to be, verse 8 says be soberly vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But Five has to give us context. So you want context. You want to know what is surrounding this thought that I'm trying to give you. And he says, God resists the proud. And So everybody, every spiritual warrior must understand that God resists the proud. So, uh, and, but he gives grace to the humble. And so when you and I are at our best, we're walking in humility, not in pride. Like, yeah, I told the devil, get out of here. You know, like, like you're Clint Eastwood something, in some Western movie. You know, uh, you know, that's not the way it works. You know, that you're walking around in pride and arrogance, that you know more about spiritual warfare because you read somebody's book rather than being informed by the Holy Spirit. But I do not want you to fear uh, all the things that are happening that are coming upon the church and the world. Do not fear. I mean, that is a command. Do not fear. Uh, and... Um, that's uh, something that my dad always told me as a boy. He said, don't, don't fear, son. Don't fear. I can remember him hitting, sort of hitting me, like trying to comfort me. And he had heavy hands. And so, but I can, all, I can still feel the heavy hands. Don't fear. Don't fear. And sometimes it was hard uh, not to fear when the barking dogs came. And I want you to understand, but when you're a child... You, you, you act like a child, you think like a child, but then what, what God does is he inculcates himself into you, the truth of God into you so that when you are maturing now, you look back on how God kept you, God, God saved you. I, a, a picture of God was a picture of my dad. I know I've told you this multiple times, but was a picture of my dad walking fearlessly through seven, eight, ten barking dogs. And growling dogs. And they would bite you. And and so we don't seem to have that kind of life today. But now that is a picture of me walking with Jesus. Walking with God the Father. There are a lot of barking dogs in this world. But they're not going to have their way with you. Nor will they have their way with your children. So, amen. So he gives grace to the humble. And so Paul says, uh, uh, rather Peter says, now, since God resists the proud, we're not going to be proud people, you know, all that we know, all, that we, all of our uh, strength and might against the devil and, and all of our prayers because he gives grace to the humble. So Paul, uh, Peter says, therefore, since God gives grace to the humble, he says, humble yourself. So God's going to humble you. God might humble you but like the, he did those sons of, of, of Siva, you know, in the, in the book of Acts. When they said, hey, I adjure you, I come against you, demons, b- by Jesus, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. They said, I know Jesus. I know Paul. But who are you? And they, they went out embarrassed. And so that's a way that God can resist the proud when you are doing what you don't know how to do or you don't have that sphere yet. We all have this sphere of authority where we stand against the devil, but you don't have that sphere of authority that you, every room you walk into, you're the, the, the caster out of demons. That's not your sphere. So he says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. So God will exalt you in due time. You just stay in your position. Always hold your position wherever that, that position is. And then uh, Peter says, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. So every believer needs to know that Jesus cares for you. Jesus cares for you. So whatever negative situation you find yourself in, know this first. I need to walk in humility, and Jesus cares for me. There have been a lot of frightening Events that have happened in all of our lives, definitely. I mean, in my life as well, very frightening things. But this is what I've always known: He cares for me. He, he say, "Cast take your cares and cast them up to Him, for He cares for you. You don't have to walk in fear, but also walk in humility. Walk in humil- humility. Then he, he, after he admonishes us uh, about being humble and and staying basically in our lane." He says, be sober. Okay, be sober. Be vigilant. He's, he's saying, don't be drunk, as it were. You know, uh, drunk people act crazy, don't they? And, uh, and, and, and they don't drive right. They, 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 they do a lot of things wrong. So he's saying, don't be drunk uh, in your imagination as to who you are. It's just know you're a child of God and you are required by God to walk in humility. Even in this day when things are crumbling, institutions are crumbling, uh, those things that we have had faith in and belief in, they are crumbling. He says, no, no, cast all of your anxiety on, on the Lord. Don't be anxious at all because he cares for you. Now he says... Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary. Now, he doesn't want you to be drunk and unaware. He says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, Satan, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And I know we've all said, yeah, but Jesus defeated him on the cross and now he's a toothless lion. That's true, but he still has gums, you know, and, and, and he can do you some harm with his hard gums. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you've always seen, you know, I, I always talk about old folks, but let me say when I talk about old folks, I'm not talking about people in the 80s and 90s. I'm talking about people who are even younger than me. <laughs> you know, so, so don't be offended if I say old folks. Okay. But I remember when I was a boy seeing some old people, they chewed food without with teeth. So so when you say the devil is a toothless lion, yes, he still has gums. He has a way to hurt you, damage you, but, but he says, but you just be sober and watchful. Being vigilant means you're watchful. You're, you're like a soldier uh, on guard. You're always watching you to make sure, not because you're afraid, not because you go devil hunting, but that you're gonna make sure that you are doing what God has given you to do, and that you're gonna do it well. So when we look at these times, we see a lot of craziness, and some of it is, is in our own neighborhood, and it might even be in your own family at times. But you be sober and vigilant because he's trying to devour you and your family and your friends. He says to us, resist him steadfast in the faith. And what he's saying is, don't just have some illusion uh, of, of grandeur and of greatness by yourself. You're going to now be, be God's superman or superwoman. No, he's just saying, no, he says, no, this is how you deal with the devil. You resist him. You resist him. So he comes against you, you hold your ground. It's like the bully on the play- playground. The bully comes to you and says, what are you doing here? You go, hey, I'm not afraid of you. And the guys who, when I grew up, I didn't grow up in, in the industry. I grew up in the country. And we didn't have knife fights and gun fights and, and baseball fights, you know. We had the most of the tussling and the pushing and the, that kind of thing. And a few, few of these, but it was never... Really, really horrible, horrible stuff. Um, unless you got defeated, I guess. But, but in those days, the the, the tough guys were said, "Hey, I'm not afraid of you." They weren't the guys who had the biggest mouth. You know, they were the guys who said, "Hey, man, man, I'm not afraid of you." And usually, those are the people that the bully uh, walked away from. And so, what he is showing us here in this picture, this word picture, is that you your job is just to resist him. Is to just let him know, "Hey, I'm standing my ground, man." Hey, devil, you get, you go wherever you want to, but you can't, you can't bully here. You can't rule where I am. And that is the attitude that we have at this fellowship, and that is the attitude I want to uh, you to have and to convey to you. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Now, what is this? Knowing that the same sufferings that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So what you are going through, and I say to brothers all over the world and sisters, that what you are going through, we are going through in some other measure. Sometimes they think, well, America, Christians who live in America or have it made. No, we're going through other stuff. You know, we are all going through something. And so what we, he says, uh, that you resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that you're the same suffering you're going through, your brothers are in the world. Now, then what he's saying is you are not alone. What, is, what comes against one of us is coming against all of us. The enemy is trying to destroy us. And we are finding that today is just so prolific. It's just mounting up on time, uh, attack after attack after attack, and it's attacking our health, attacking uh, our, our sanity, to give us mental anguish, mental pressure. There seems to be always something wrong. And if you watch the news, somebody's always acting crazy. The, one of the, the problems is sometimes when it's our side acting crazy, we don't look at that. And that's, that means that you have a secular view of things rather than a kingdom view. So when you're, you're quote unquote side out there in the world, and I've asked you not to take sides, but some of you are still taking sides. but. But when you take when your side does something, oh, you excuse it. When the other side uh, does something, oh, you vilify it. But that's not what he is saying to us to do here. He is saying to us to take a kingdom position and hold the kingdom position. Okay. And 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 this is for all of us. Our adversary and adversaries are not people. Oh, I know people can come against you, but it's orchestrated by superhuman beings. And, you know, when we watch these Star Wars movies and all that stuff, I mean, I know it's fiction, but really, there are superhuman beings out there that are causing this. And the scripture, they are rulers of the darkness of this age. And so, here in Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 11. He says, he tells us, Paul tells us, our fight is against superhuman powers. Now, I'm not, no, this is not a, a uh, Star Wars movie that, that I'm reciting to you. But that is the truth of God. They're superhuman. And so what is so amazing about God is that he is, we're his children. Amen? So, so we're his children. It's a tepid Amen, but <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I I got the bishop Adolfo spirit. Can I get a better a man than that, you know? Amen. Yeah. So so uh we are his children and these are superhuman beings. You and I have no weaponry that could match them in and of ourselves. Impossible. But the, the wisdom of God says and I'm just going to sort of toward my end because my time is short, but the wisdom of God is is that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, defeated the devil when the devil was at the zenith of his power. Jesus Christ was at the lowest, as it were, because he was suffering death. And so you're your weakest in death. But Jesus was so formidable, so powerful in death that his weakest moment was greater than Satan in his greatest moment. So that's what he wants us to grasp. And, and what God the Father is basically saying to these superhuman entities, he is saying to them, I'm going to let my children deal with you. That's really basically what he's done. I'm going to let my children. So what he's done is he has infused us with the spirit of the overcomer, Jesus Christ. So you and I now have Jesus Christ. And we are the children. We are still human. But we have the supernatural man, Jesus Christ, living within us. And so now the devil is no match for you. That's why the scripture says resist him and he will flee from you. It's not you. it's, It's the one who lives in you. So so God is so amazing. He doesn't want you to fear. He doesn't want you to fear what the enemy can do. Why? Because Jesus, at his weakest moment, a a dying, bleeding, wounded, helpless man, is greater than you with all of your wicked arsenal? Man, somebody's got to say something for the Lord. You've got to say something for the Lord. That's who Jesus wants you to know who you are. That's who you are. We're the kids. We're the children. And we're children of God. And we are defeating the enemy through faith in Jesus Christ. That's powerful for me. So he tells you uh, in, in uh, Ephesians 6, he says, uh, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes, the tricks of the devil. So you have to have the whole arm of God. But now know this. That when you start talking about the, the the armor, you know the helmet, the breastplate of, uh, you know, and all of that, and the, the belt, the, the belt, and the uh, the shoes, and the sword, and and the shields, and all that. When you start to talk about those kinds of things, know that all of those things are representing a person. So that's why we have insisted on, and we are adamant. We that is, we are hard nosed against. Uh, people wanting to preach things and things. We want to show you with uh, with practically every single message in some form, if not every single message, where Jesus Christ is your all-sufficient God. Amen. Jesus Christ is all you need. He is all you need. And so we want to uh, know him and express him uh, in our uh, battle against the powers of darkness. So he says... for. Uh, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes or tricks, wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. I want to say that again. I said it earlier. Don't be distracted. Don't look around. I want you to get this very clearly. We do not fight against flesh and blood. If, if, If flesh is your enemy, you have been misdirected by the enemy. Okay? We do not. I find myself praying all the time for people who don't like me. There was a time, I, it was hard for me to do that. And I know all of you have been more perfect. You've been perfect. But it's been hard for me. Yes, I love Jesus. But it was hard for me to know I'm praying for that guy who's lying on me. That person who's lying I, I, It was hard. And, and some of us, it's still hard, but you have to find yourself praying for them. And so this is what he is showing us. He says, he says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So just stop the fighting against people because there's a greater enemy. He says, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic power over this present darkness. There's, there's Satan and his, his hierarchy. They are over this present darkness. And if you are fighting people, you're not on the team. You're like somebody, we pass you the ball and you give it to the opposing guy. You know what we're going to do? We're going to stop passing you the ball. And God's going to make sure you don't get the ball because you're hurting our victory. Are you still with me? Come on. We don't fight people. Thank you, Jesus, somebody. And he says, he says, we're fighting against these authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So we wanna, want you to know that all evil has the same source. Are you still with me, everybody? Okay. Okay. Let, let me zip. Ephesians 6.10 uh, 6, says, talks about the whole arm of God. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord. So he's saying, okay, this is my last admonition. Be strong in the Lord. Not just be strong. Be strong in the Lord. So it means your attitude has to be right also. Be strong in the Lord. Okay. At, with the right attitude. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not your might. It's not because you, you have now intellectualized the Bible and you, you can memorize it and you can spit scriptures like a Gatling gun. No. It's in his might. And so he wants you to be strong in the dominion that Jesus has. Jesus has gained dominion. Now, this, all this stuff is, is training us to reign. We're, gonna, we're being trained to reign. Uh, listen, every one of us will reign with him. Yeah. We shall reign with him. This is all, this is about the family business. The kingdom of God is the family business. And we're going to reign with him. You say, well, me? Yeah, you too. Yeah. Yeah, not just us preachers. Some of us preachers, I, I, I want to really say some of them preachers, right? But some of us preachers may not have the highest position. It may be an usher. It may be just a prayer warrior. It may be a camera operator. Hallelujah, somebody. 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 All right. Let me, let me go quickly. And then Paul says, Scripture says, and having done all to stand. What does he mean by all? After, after having done all to stand, stand. But this is what he says. Put on the whole arm of God. Not just what the part you want. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand That means hold your ground. Hold your ground. Stand firm. Stand. Stand in truth. Love the truth. Love the truth. Stand in truth. We don't have your truth and my truth, his truth, her truth. It's just the truth. Tell me your truth. Uh, Now, one of our young people said, Pastor... When they say, tell you, uh, what is your truth? They're just saying, tell me your experience. I said, well, they're going to say, tell me your experience. Because when they say, tell me your truth, I've got one truth. He and he said to us, I am the way, the truth. And so they're going to have to hear from Jesus. I'm, I'm just straight up real. I want, I want to be the greatest uh, preacher of Jesus in the whole world. I do. But you can want the same thing. Just because I want it doesn't mean that I'm better than you. You can have the same desire. So we have to stand in truth. We have to stand in righteousness. This is what it means by by the whole armor. Standing in truth. Paul calls it the belt of truth. But it's standing in Jesus. Jesus is the truth. Righteousness. He is the righteousness of God revealed. Stand in righteousness. Stand in the readiness of the gospel of peace. So I stand in the gospel of peace. So my gospel is not antagonistic. It's not for this group and against that group. It's, it's, a, it's not antagonistic, so I must stand in peace. So if I'm going to be a formidable warrior uh, that is a spiritual warrior, I have to have a gospel not of antagonism but of peace. Man, man, man. Man, man. Deme pocos minutos, I like doing that. I do it all day, y'all. I'm not showing off up here. Well, I may be showing off a little bit. But, but I do it all day. Nathan and I, we speak more Spanish during the day than we speak English because I'm trying to get better at it. So that's why I said to Brother James, he's married to somebody who speaks really good Spanish. And he surprises me sometimes for what he knows. So then, then we also are to stand in faith. So that means that I, I am confident. I am confident uh, of God. I'm confident That God called me. I'm confident that I'm saved. And I have been growing in confidence. At my age, I'm still growing in confidence. And you can still grow in confidence. And the Lord is amazing. If you will go to him, he says, he will reward the diligent seeker. So if you are diligently seeking him, you're going to grow. You're going to have greater understanding. Let me hurry. And then you want to stand in the knowledge and assurance of your salvation. So your salvation is not just a thing or an it. Your salvation is a person. Jesus is your salvation. You say, I'm saved. That means I belong to Jesus. Jesus is my salvation. His name is salvation. Therefore, he provides himself his person and his name for you. That's why you can be formidable against the adversary. That's why you don't have to run, tuck your tail. You can just tell the devil, No, devil, that's enough. Back off. Yeah. Hallelujah, somebody. Somebody. Because Jesus is your very life. And then he says, The sword of the Spirit. So the sword of the Spirit. So you have a sword. She so said, But no, I want a gun. I'm a Texan. I want a gun, right? <laughs> you know, he said the snow don't carry your 357 or your Glock. Said, okay, uh, I'm, I'm not putting on I don't know these terminologies. I used to, I grew up in the country, where we had all kinds of, of guns, shotguns, everything, but I kind of got away from that. But he says, take the sword of the spirit. And what, what is the sword of spirit? He says, "The word of God." So then, who is the word of God? Jesus is the word of God. So you know, whoa! I take the word of God, the sword of spirit, the word of God. So I've got some word to put on you, devil. Get behind me. Amen. So that's how we live. We have formidable weaponry. We've got the only weapons on the planet that can deal with these cosmic powers. And we want to yield our weapons for something carnal? Oh, you're on senor. Help us, Lord. All right. I think I promised you about two minutes ago that I was winding down. I am still winding down. Then he's not not finished. He says, praying at all times in the spirit. So look at him. Look at the word, truth. Righteous spirit. So who lives in you? The spirit of Christ lives in you. He says, pray in the spirit. He said, well, that's the Holy Ghost. Yeah, the Holy Ghost in you argues for the divinity of Jesus. That's what, that's what he does. He's saying Jesus is in you. Why? Because he's in you. Now notice what he says. With all prayer and supplication, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance. That is, sometimes the Bible translates perseverance as patience, but that means being strong under pressure, continuing what you started. Going through all kinds of difficulty that comes against you, not fearing the hail, the the H-A-I-L, the hail, the, the wind and rain and all of that stuff, the storm, not fearing that, but going forward. That's what he's telling us to do. And, and making supplication for all the saints. I'm going to, I'm going to stop here. But this song. that is, I'm not going to stop here. But I'm going to tell you this song. And then I'm going to stop here. There's a song that was just ringing in my heart. And it says God turn it around. Yeah. And, and I want the Lord to turn around all these things that come against you. And this song says I'm praying God come. And turn this thing around, God. God, turn it around. I'm calling on the name that changes everything. Yes, God, turn it around. God, turn it around. And then it says, All, not some, not most. All of my hope is in the name, the name of Jesus. It says, breakthrough will come. So in our spiritual warfare, it says, breakthrough will come. Not ought to, might, not might, but will come. In the name of Jesus, I'm praying God come and turn this thing around. Oh, yes, God, turn it around. God, turn it around because all of my hope is in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough will come in the name, the name of Jesus. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. And then he says, He's up to something. So, whenever God allows these things to happen, I want you to know that God is up to something. It says he is up to something. He is up to something. God is doing something right now. God is doing something right now. He's up to something. He's up to something. God is doing something right now. He is healing someone. He is saving someone. God is doing something right now. God is doing something right now. He is moving mountains making a way for someone God is doing something right now. Yes God is doing something right now right now. Let's give the Lord a big hand come on let's give the Lord a hand together you are God's children you are God's children Greater is he who is within you than he who is in the world. You're God's children. Don't walk with your head hung down. Look up. Our redemption is drawing near. And I'm going to come back in just a moment. We're going to serve you communion. I'll be right back.